They chased their answers, travelers through time and space, stopping anywhere long enough to learn, but briefly enough to escape involvement. The light in the distance grows brighter, even as the surroundings grow ever more bizarre. Questions grow darker, answers more involved, until reality itself becomes an academic concept, fit only to be dissected over a pleasant cup of tea. and sisters, transgenders, androgenies, non-genders, anybody in between, anybody else who's listening, anybody who's lending an ear, welcome to Pagan Chaos Magic the Podcast, episode 12. Hmm, 4.20 in the morning, really, honestly, it's actually 4.20 in the morning, I'm not kidding. <laughs> I am up. I'm not sleeping. I just got back from an S.J. Tucker show, my very first, and um, man, was that good! Uh, Dragon Sun acted up a little bit there, and it was a small room, so I had to take him out for part of the show. But uh, it was really good. I, I do have videotape of the whole thing, so I'll be able to at least see it. You know when the photographer who kept walking through every video camera's field of view um, got in the way I'll have missed a few things but hopefully I'll have gotten all the music um, there was so many songs I heard tonight I had never heard before during the show she uh, Suge even mentioned you know a lot of the stuff you're hearing tonight you can't buy from me yet I'm sorry but I did get the new Tricky Pixie uh, album Myth Creants which uh, if you're not familiar with Trixie Tricky Pixie is uh, not just S.J. Tucker, um, it's also Betsy Tinney and Alexander James Adams, Betsy, Suge, and Alec. Well, Betsy Tinney is a cellist. Um, she also plays something that I have never heard of, so I'm going to have a hard time pronouncing it. Djembe, D-J-E-M-B-E. Uh, she also does backing vocals. Um, now, Alec... Has all kinds of stuff uh, as well. Fiddle, vocals, guitar, mandolin, Badran, I've never heard of that, or Dombek. Badran is B O D H R A N, and Dombek or Dombek is D O U M, as in Michael B E K. And he does uh, vocals that are quite interesting. I'm not going to play. It tonight, but it's on the track Creature of the Wood. I still haven't even heard this whole album yet, but I have picked out what I want to play for you tonight. There's something about an S.J. Tucker show. I it was a rare opportunity. She doesn't get it, you know, that many audiences in Michigan. Uh, so she was appearing in Ann Arbor, which is about an hour and a half drive one way, which well worth it, folks. Um, Mojo made a comment on my Facebook that a day and a half drive is worth it for S.J. Tucker, and if you have the time, yes, it is. Um, she'll be appearing tomorrow in Chicago. This lady goes everywhere. If you want announcements of her show, if you're a Facebook person, and yes, this week I surrendered to the collective. I am a Facebook person. <laughs> and uh, I added S.J. Tucker as a friend. She friended me back. And basically um, she makes announcements of where a lot of her shows are going to be. This one was in, in, in a interesting little venue 
It is a cooperative housing development. Ann Arbor is probably the only place in Michigan that at all resembles anything approaching a nice, organized, slightly socialist environment that works out so very well. <laughs> it's the only place in Michigan I think you can find cooperative housing. Uh, it's it has a common house. Uh, five days a week they have common meals there. It's great. If I had the money, I would be... Both my wife and I discussed, you know, if we were ever going to get into something like a condo, it would have to be like cooperative housing. It's beautiful. And there's a lady there by the name of Hope. And she uh, makes sure that the common room is available. She cleans up. I, I, I helped her a little bit after the show. If I would realized she was the person in charge, I'd have asked earlier, but... It was great. There was maybe 50 people in the room, but they were fans, and uh, I could go on all night. It was it was a great show. Uh, you know, the lady has very pretty pictures on her website, but in person, boys and some of you girls, <laughs> wow, what a pretty, pretty lady. I mean, I normally prefer much more curves on my women, but... That skinny girl is just something else. And an entertainer. She's not just a musician. This woman puts on an excellent show. Um, I was... It was wonderful. Uh, sorry I couldn't see the whole thing, but Dragon Sun needed a few moments outside. And, you know, I was always one of those single people who couldn't stand it when someone wouldn't take the screaming child out of the room. And I'm not going to be one of those parents. <laughs> so when he decided he had to... Uh, make some noise. It was my turn, so I took him out for a while. He calmed down. He's a good kid. He was just getting a little tired. Now, the surprise of the show was a gentleman by the name of Tom Wilson. No, sorry. A gentleman by the name of Tom Smith. This guy's got a vast body of work. He's, he's a satire songwriter. But not all of his stuff is satire. Um, he played a lot of very funny stuff tonight. I picked up a couple of his CDs. You'll be hearing more stuff from him in the future. But, interestingly enough, when I got home and I'm ripping the CDs to my hard drive, I'm listening to some of them, and he's got two tunes on there that are not satires that I'm going to play for you tonight. And I'm going to play them before I play anything new by Suge, because Tom was the opening act, Tom Smith, and I was stunned. This guy was really, really good. I uh, never heard of him before. I guess he's played a lot of the local cons, but I had never seen him. And really friendly guy. You know, picked up a couple CDs, asked, hey, can I play this on my podcast? And he's like, yeah, absolutely. Shoot me an email. He says, I'll, I'll pimp it over here. And I'm like, well, thanks, man. So he's, he's, he's been doing it for a long time. If that man's going to, you know, mention me to his friends, he's doing me a huge favor. Thank you so much, sir. Well, let's go ahead and get into some of the music. Um, we're actually going to go ahead and talk about that subject I keep promising to talk about, pop culture and magic. And I think the universe was giving me a reason to wait because I found a really interesting podcast that I want to discuss um, after the song. It fits in very well with uh, pop culture, magic, and the occult. But this is... Tom Smith, and uh, the name of the tune is Rich Fantasy Lives. It's off of the album, let's see, I want to make sure I get this right, and they say I've got talent. <laughs> i got to make sure I get the link in the show notes to Tom. He's right out of Ann Arbor, Michigan. 
a lot of his stuff is absolutely hilarious, and I will play the funny stuff another day. But let's play this one. This one's called Rich Fantasy Lives. You, if you've been hanging out with pagans and heathens for any amount of time, one thing you've learned is, wow, what a bunch of sci-fi and fantasy geeks. Truly, they are. Big bunch. And and gamers to boot. There's always lots of gamers in the pagans. And in some ways, the outside world likes to criticize because they think, you know, all we're doing is, you know, we're just playing at magic and making this stuff up in our heads because we've read too many novels. And that's their opinion. What I think is people who are attracted to things like science fiction, deep science fiction, deep fantasy, you know, real concepts and ideas, uh, who are into things like Star Trek, who are into things like Star Wars, they have rich fantasy lives. And a person who has a rich imagination, who and who exercises it regularly, I think they're almost destined to discover a magical path in some ways. It's they, they're certainly training themselves for it when they're gaming, uh, when they're dreaming about some other place, and they're some of the best people I've ever met to hang out with. I've met very few. No, I have met a few dickish gamers. Gamers are good people. I did a lot of it in my youth. You know, like I'm 40 now. I don't have that much time for it. I, that's time I spend with my family. But hey, maybe in my dotterage I'll take it up again. Keep my dexterity up uh, rolling those die 20s. This is Rich Fantasy Lives. I think you'll enjoy it. The sort of people he sings about in this song are some of the best people I know. Waitress at Pete's who took so long to seat you and left you to stand in the doorway with her stringy red hair and her thousand yard stare in her mind she's the princess of Norway as she takes down your order she's crossing the fjord her white stallion spits foam like a madman many Vikings have died Trying to take her as bride But her heart is reserved for a bad man Rich fantasy lives Somehow she survives In a world she contrives Inhibited husbands and frustrated wives Lead rich fantasy lives That guy from IT resurrects your PC With a boredom he barely suppresses Though he rarely converses He has more universes in his head Than you've got addresses He war games through weekends Leads armies and legions He doesn't care how well you putted He's browsing reality's infinite palette He's seen yours and yours doesn't cut it Rich fantasy lives 
He quietly thrives in a world he contrives. Techno-drone insects in cubicle hives lead rich fantasy lives. We're piling up fears, but we're out of frontiers. Some need to escape, but there's nowhere. Can't go to the moon, at least anytime soon. But an inner space trip costs you no fare. So don't be unkind to a wandering mind. Just say it again if we missed it. Some whispering poem was calling us home to a place we know never existed. Rich fantasy lives. Our peace-bonded knives and our hyperspace drives Until that steam engine to Hogwarts arrives We have rich fantasy lives Rich fantasy lives Our quests and our tribes and our Babylon fives Until something better than this world arrives We'll lead rich Fantasy lives, rich fantasy lives. That is such a beautiful song. Um, describes more than a few of my friends, I think, and probably me, in some ways. Um, fantasy lives, the exercise of imagination. Man, that's what it's all about. If, if it's true what the latest physics says, I mean, when I say latest, the last 50 years, and the act of observation collapses the reality wave and causes a single result, so that the act of observation influences what happens in reality. Then think what happens when you imagine reality. When you don't just observe it with your eyes, you observe it with your mind. You create with your mind your reality. On some plane out there, there's a bunch of paladins running around from a whole bunch of young boys and girls learning to play D&D &D and needing to play the white knight archetype. I know I did for a while when I was very young. I started playing when I was in fifth grade, actually, Dungeons and Dragons, <laughs> the original one. I had to hide that from my mom. There was a long talk where, you know, the local... Kingdom Hall had gotten a scare that we were all becoming a bunch of Satanists from playing Dungeons and Dragons, which is, well, you know, I did become, well, I guess a heathen is the official word now. I was listening to a podcast recently from Bacon Parents on the Edge, and one of their guests on, on an episode of We Love Our Friends said, uh, yeah, they had once heard that the definition between a pagan and a heathen was this, that a pagan had not heard the word of Yahweh. A heathen had heard the word of Yahweh and rejected it. And I said, God, technically then, I'm not a neo-pagan, I'm a neo-heathen. But, but coming back to that exercise of imagination, 
if the act of observation creates reality or influences reality pardon well depending on who you want to talk to they can argue either side but if the act of imagination influences reality then you are creating something with your imagination now in my opinion properly trained that imagination can create a form of reality on the astral plane what I call the astral plane what others called something different but it's been called the astral plane for quite a while now and I'm just gonna use that as the most common term it's a place that could be I've heard best described as proto-matter a place where possibilities exist and your imagination can shape from that nebulous proto-matter something more real and an old old adage of work done on the map on the astral plane has always been that what is solidly built on the astral plane which is constructed solidly with the mind and stored there and referenced often the more real it becomes on the astral plane, eventually it will manifest on the material plane in some manner. Now think about that. Now, personally, myself, I love building magical constructs. I've, I've always thought in terms of tools from my training with engineering, so you know, one of the first constructs I ever created was uh, an element filter and focuser. In my mind, it was pretty easy to draw a five-pointed pentagram. And at the point of each pentagram, there was a round vessel. And the round vessel, completely surrounded by a permeable membrane that only allowed one of the elements to pass through it. And once inside the ball, would not allow the element to pass out. So what I was doing was concentrating the energy of fire in one sphere, water in another, air in another, earth in another, and spirit in another. And I just, in my mind, would create you know, a crystal that floated in the center of that pentagram. And the crystal was my scribe. Because as I scribed sigils onto the astral, I used my crystal almost as if it was a pen. And my crystal simply pulled as much fire, water, or what other energy it needed from the storage units, which basically had been trapping the elements' power that I needed. This is the first construct I ever built, and sometimes I still use it. When I am in need of a very strong signature of something powerful on the astral, I often use that construct. It's very flexible, but that works for me. What I'd like you to imagine is this. Why do people go to church to hear dogma and to hear how great their god or goddess is? Because they need reminders for their imagination. Why do they need reminders for their imagination? I think it's because the more that they imagine their god or goddess, the stronger that god or goddess becomes on the astral and other planes. Now prayer is an even more focused method of creating the reality 
or manifesting the reality of a god or a goddess or any other celestial being. If you pray to it, you're not just reinforcing it with your imagination. You're giving it a piece of your soul. And that's quite powerful. That's my opinion. But people have always gone to church because their imaginations needed to be reminded. Needed to be reminded who to fear, who to love, and who to give their money to. Now, consider this. We had pantheons in the past. Gods and goddesses in, in pantheistic religions. And these gods and goddesses had their own temples and stories behind them. Stories were told of their exploits. Consider this. The most powerful imaginations on the planet, in my opinion, are the young. And many of the young's temple is popular culture, is anime, is adult swim, it's sci-fi, it's fantasy. It's series of novels that go on for 10 or 20 volumes because people become so deeply involved in a particular fantasy world or sci-fi world that they want the author to keep going with it. These are powerful imaginations working in concert on ideas that are presented to them through popular culture, be it books, be it comic books, be it television, animation. I'm not going to talk anything about live action. That's an entirely different thing when you inject a live person onto the camera. I'm talking about shows that appeal to the imagination of the young. And the not-so-young sometimes. I mentioned that, you know, as I'm constructing my altar, I, I have my figurine, small figurine of Naruto Uzumaki, which is a character from an anime called Naruto. Now, I only watched the first several seasons of the show when it was on Adult Swim. It was kind of at a rough time in my life. Uh, there were some uh, months where I was not working before this last crash, and it was tough. I think it was all the way back around 2001, not too long after 9-11, when everything dropped off in my industry for a good year. Naruto was just this little determined, bloody-minded son of a bitch who just wouldn't stop. No matter what was stacked against this animated character, I became attached to him. I could see reflections of my own frustration and, and sometimes my early childhood isolation in him. Yes, this is I was in my thirties, I'm a full grown male. And this cartoon animated character is inspiring me. I, I could feel emotional reaction to the high points of that story when that kid was involved. Think of all those young imaginations working in concert who know these stories inside and out, who write fan fiction about it. 
who draw pictures about it, who spend their time when they're bored out of their mind in class dreaming about taking off in that starship or taking a trek through the lands of the hobbits or Oz or anywhere else that their imagination is caught up in. Somewhere out there there are universes with every single Robert Heinlein story in full swing. Absolutely. Even if there aren't infinite universes, you can guarantee that the strong and popular culture icons are existing out there. Now, I don't talk a lot about uh, Patrick Dunn's book, Postmodern Magic, but it is one of my most in one of the books that has most influenced me. Patrick Dunn doesn't embrace chaos magic so much. He prefers the term postmodern magic, and I respect him for why he prefers that term. He approaches things differently. He sees everything as based on symbols and linguistics, and he approaches everything from a linguistics standpoint. The man's a linguist. He knows his, he knows his languages. Read his book. Believe me. And he has a wonderful and interesting idea about how the brain processes symbols and how to utilize those symbols in your magic. Not, not a cheap duplicate of the alphabet of desire. No, this is something different. And what I like about him is he mentions things which tie into what I'm saying here. Powerful, imaginative, symbolic focus is very creative. Uh, I've mentioned Taylor Elwood. His book, Pop Culture Magic, haven't gotten a chance to finish it yet, but he speaks about his pop culture work in other of his writings, which I own. And, wow. Yeah, I thought I was the only one who really thought that way. I don't think Mr. Elwood identifies himself as a chaos magician any longer. Um, I really have to check on that. I, I, I was reading some recent stuff online that he had written uh, where he was talking about changing his work, focusing it in a different direction, incorporating more neuroscience, and overall more science and psychology into his magical work. I think that's where he was going with it. Forgive me, Taylor, if I mangled that. But that is what I recall. So I'm going to bring this all together. If the power of imagination creates new universes within the multiverse, if the astral creates reality, and if the mind of the young are influencing these realities, think of what happens if you grab a hold of a very popular cultural icon set and embrace it into your magic. Well, I'm going to take a, I'm going to give you a different perspective on that. My old hypnosis teacher, her teacher gave um, before she passed gave a series of lectures that I had on videotape, and she was by no means a Catholic. As a matter of fact, I think she liked to joke that she was the first person who was ever excommunicated from a Protestant church. 
She was a medical doctor, one of the very first female medical doctors in the United States, and she uh, ended up, after college, becoming involved with hypnosis and using that in her medical practice. She loved rosaries. She made them all the time, gave them out. And I said she was not Catholic, and Jesus was not her focus of worship. When asked why she made rosaries, she explained it very easily. She said there are millions and millions of people around the world who are praying the rosary every day. Probably there are tens of thousands this very second. And in her mind, she said that was a giant generator just being turned by these folks. All of that energy of the prayers focused on their rosaries. So she borrowed the energy. She utilized it. And she told the story once of how one of her grandchildren was having a lot of, lot of problems with nightmares. He would wake up flailing as if he was being attacked. And instead of doing anything very magical, because that wasn't her path, she was a, a hypnotist and a medical doctor, but she took these, one of these rosaries that she made and she put it underneath his mattress. The child never had another nightmare again that woke him up. It's an interesting thought. She was borrowing the energy of the rosary. And I find it very interesting that a nice lady on the local bus gave my son, Dragon Son, his very own little rosary, which he loves to carry around. It's a little green beaded rosary. Um, strangely enough, the uh, Jesus cross became detached somewhere in the house within the first few days. We have no idea where it went. We didn't take it off. It just disappeared. But the rest of the rosary is there, and he loves walking around with it and putting it on and off, because if there's one thing Dragon Son likes to do at this stage, which is one month shy of two, it's put on and off shoes and put on and off necklaces. I think this kid's going to be a fashion horse. He's certainly a little athlete, but I digress. Now, I want to tell you about one of the most interesting podcasts I've heard of in quite a while. I ran across this podcast. gentleman who's doing it is apparently a fan of this podcast, and he sent me a nice email, and I responded back, because I do try to respond to everybody. There's a listener in Australia. I'm not sure if I got back to you or not. I may have accidentally deleted your email. If you didn't get a reply, would you please uh, bump me a quick email? Uh, I do apologize. I was trying to write you back. Um, and uh, I think he was a little surprised I responded to him. Like, um, I'm not some big celebrity, folks. I'm just another guy. Um the celebrities in Chaos Magic, like Phil Hine and uh, Peter J. Carroll, you know, I just emailed them. They don't know who I am from Beans, and they emailed me back. Um, Don't be afraid to reach out and touch on the internet and talk to people. Um, I'm a little nervous about Phil Hine, because he he agreed to do an interview with me, and now i got to set up uh, some method for him and I to talk, because he lives in England, and I live in the middle part of America drifting toward the east side so I think I'm going to have to figure out how to set up a Skype podcast hopefully that will be coming soon like I said I'm slightly intimidated that's Phil Hine this is a guy who shaped in some ways a lot of my thoughts on magic and uh, he's taken a different path now so we'll look forward to that but I'm coming back to this other podcast 
I'm drifting again, folks, probably because it is a little bit late. I'm going to uh, make sure I get the name right here because I just finished listening to his latest podcast. I haven't been able to get through all of them yet. He's, he's as far as, I think, four. Uh, he's just getting off the ground, but he deserves a, a listen. His um, webpage is basepmaster.podbean.com. And I think that's how you pronounce it, Bayes P. Master. I'll have to listen to some of his older podcasts, and I hope he mentions his name again. Um, there'll be links to it in the show notes. This guy deserves a listen, and before you, you know, turn up your old guard nose. Popular cultural symbol. Incredibly powerful. Written in a series of novels. Made into one of the most powerful influential series of science fiction movies ever created. Holds up over time. Legions of fans. Books are being constantly written about the universe. Audiobooks are released of these books and sell massively. It is a continuing meme. It grows and expands. The name of his blog and podcast is Adventures in Jediism, Chaos, and Thelema. And it says this weblog is an explanation of how I am on a journey magically, and how I am bringing Jediism to Thelema and Chaos. Well, why the hell not? It's the logical conclusion of what I've been talking about. This gentleman has taken the concept of the Jedi. And I've heard of people doing this before, and I've heard snickered jokes here and there about guys pretending to be Jedi. He actually explains it very well in uh, his episode number four, The Wisdom of Qui-Gon. It's not that you're going to levitate beer cans, I believe is his quote. Yeah, that, that's not possible in this plane of existence that we're on. If it is, I want to see it, and I will throw myself at your feet an apology for my doubting you. But until you can show it to me, I'm with this guy. You're not going to do it. Anyway, Base P Master, that's B-A-Z-E-P-E-E-M-A-S-T-E-R dot podbean dot com has got some interesting ideas and I really enjoy how he works in the idea of martial arts being a very key part of the occult. That is something I'd like to do a segment on and as I told him in an email, I can't my conscience can't let me bring myself to do that segment until my exercise regime is a little more regular. It is getting regular, but I'm not going to sit here and talk about the great benefits of something that I believe in and I'm not doing, because, well, that's just, it's just ridiculous. It's babbling. If I'm not walking the path, I should not talk about the path. So, I, I really recommend, give this guy a listen. He deserves to be aired. He's, he's got a very good voice for podcasting. I feel embarrassed. I can't quite tell if it's a British accent or an Irish accent, but the timber is very nice, and he does kind of what I do, uh, stream of consciousness, I think, and he's a smart guy. He's got some interesting ideas. He's finding his way, 
and I think you would have a good time giving it a whirl. I mean, seriously, grabbing a hold of something as powerful as the Jedi on the astral plane, you gotta believe with all the young, the middle-aged, and the old who love the Star Trek, excuse me, I've just committed a sin there, the Star Wars franchise. Think about that. There's a whole lot worse magical paradigms that you could try to follow than the words of Yoda, I can tell you that. There's a lot worse that you could do than trying to follow in the footsteps of the idea of the Jedi. And a whole lot more of us could use more physical activity directly involved in our magic because when we are fit we are able to move energy in ways we were never able to do while sedentary. We all know it. Even those of us who will remain sedentary just getting up and taking a 20 minute walk a couple of times a week will triple your power. Are you listening my friends? Because I've been there. I had a really rough patch when my father died and I was working a full-time job and trying to get his business still running long enough for the last of the sales on the contracts to be completed. I ballooned. And I couldn't access a lick of magic or trance. Not at all. Now, I am in no means Mr. Michigan here. I'm in much better shape than most of the guys I went to school with, but no one's going to pay me to take my shirt off for a magazine either. Just keep in mind, this young man has some really interesting ideas, and I I think you should give him a listen. Uh, some uh, two other folks who have emailed me and I checked it out, um, the Witch Mix podcast, that said, your witchiness dot blogspot.com I'm terribly sorry my dear but I forgot your name um, I just caught your last podcast which was number three peace gratitude and more on ancestral altars um, it's definitely an interesting start I think you should definitely continue on podcast I caught which was their latest because I kind of like to look look at the latest stuff first because they're furthest along in finding their feet of where they want to go the early episodes are always the hardest um, it was advice given to me when I started by Foxfire over at Pagan Parents on the Edge and he was right best advice I can give anybody who wants to start a podcast is push through your first 10 whatever it takes push through your first 10 if you put it the mic down for months pick it back up push through your first 10 your audience will find you maybe it will be small maybe it will be large I'm stunned at the amount of people who have downloaded I mean we blew past 10,000 downloads folks um, wow 10,000 now that's not bragging about numbers brothers and sisters I mean in the beginning it was a happy day when anybody downloaded the first couple of podcasts it takes some time and people will notice you and then as time builds people will link to you here and there and Google will start delivering more people to your front door and I highly recommend yeah I, I'm sure which mix is tied in with iTunes because I saw that she had 
uh, a link on her page. And I wanted to mention, please, um, Witchmix, double check your comment. Uh, post a comment link doesn't seem to be working. I, I wanted to post a comment on your on your last show and uh, basically when I when I click post a comment the page reloads you might want to check on that because you mentioned you weren't getting that many comments and I'm running Firefox uh, which is pretty common and I'm running uh, version let's see here 5.0 uh, and that's a pretty common incarnation of Firefox if I'm wondering if it's a Firefox problem or maybe just a little bit of a blip code there but you probably would be getting more comments uh, if, if you didn't have that little bug so I wanted to point it out because I know I've missed bugs on my blog many a times but I like where you're going with it um, both of you are finding your feet and both of you uh, I think you should keep it up uh, last person I want to mention is not a podcast. Somebody else was a fan of the show and wrote me. Um, has a blog about the magic of cities. And I like this because there's a whole piece I want to do on the magic of cities and suburbs. And here's a person thinking along very similar lines. Uh, taking it in a slightly different direction than I am. And that's great because not everybody should take it in my direction. Or man, would the world be a weird place. A lot of nakedness and sex would be happening, though, so that would be nice. Not to mention, lots of fields. Anyways, there would be much green, brothers and sisters. <laughs> but, uh, getting back to it all, this blog, and let me pull this up so I can pronounce this right, because I'm probably going to get it wrong, but it looks like Akistomancy. E K I S. T-O-M-A-N-C-Y The Magic of Cities And Echistomancy.blogspot.com is his blog I, I believe it's a gentleman Oh man, I sure hope I didn't screw that up Forgive me if I did uh, Double check, I was so into your magic I didn't notice your gender And that's not that unusual Nice and interesting work. Talks about the unique power and, and, and of cities. Uh, talks about ley lines. Some interesting conclusions there. You should give it a try if you can. E-K-I-S-T-O-M-A-N-C-Y dot blogspot.com I'm going to put links in all three of these in the show notes if you just want to jump over to Pagan man, <laughs> I can't say my own name. <laughs> if you just want to come to pagancaosmagic.com, there'll be links for the episode 12 show notes. I hope I can give these guys a boost because I hope all three of them keep on exactly doing what they're doing. I mean, I'm not really that far along myself. And, and earlier when I said 10,000 downloads, yeah, I am a little stunned. Guys, um, I'm going to pull up my feeds right now, and I'm going to look back at my feed burner numbers. And I can tell you, when I pull down stats for all time, I've been doing this since December of 2008, and I did not really have any serious, serious traffic begin until 
oh, it looks like about episode five, I started getting some interest. I, I would have a, some peak days where people would be interested, and then I took a break, and it, it tapered off. And then recently, it's just skyrocketed. Looking at this, if you were to include all of the video downloads, um, which I'm not including because they're not my podcasts, we're well into 13,000. But uh, I don't include those, so we're around 10,000 downloads of these episodes. And uh, I think the rest of you can go the same same route. I, I'm sure that there are guys out there who are chuckling in their sleeves because their podcasts are much huger. And, and that's cool. I'm just stunned that this happened in nine months. It's not, I, I think there's this huge... Th- thirst out there in the virtual pagan community for conversation. You know, it's not just this podcasts. There are dozens and dozens of podcasts. I still need to get caught up on Get Witchified and Pagan FM. Uh, I gotta get caught up on the iPod Witch. There's, there's so many good pagan podcasts. If you, if you really want to check out a good listing, just go over to podcastalley.com and go to the religion and spirituality section. You'll see usually near the top, um, the Wigglyan Way, and uh, several others that are always making it, um, always up there, uh, um, Dark Side of Faye. Uh, Darkly Faye is, is always up there. She's got a very good podcast there too. And just the whole first page, with with a few exceptions of, of uh, more Christian selections, it's filled with pagan people or occult people or New Age people talking and expressing ideas in this big virtual community. And here are three new entries. What with such interesting chaos ideas as forming an order of Jedi, with such great ideas discussing in the witch mix excuse me the witch mix podcast on peace day she broadcast about ancestors and gratitude and peace and a nice little piece of music um the magic of cities what a great idea something i wanted to investigate and here's a person who has gone into it even more thoroughly than i have into something to teach me and of course, you know, I'm still going over the wildhunt.org. That man is uh, the best pagan journalist I've read so far. I'm sure there are others, but this guy really got his stuff together. Jason. Impressive. Wildhunt.org. Um, let's play a little music. This is uh, the other piece I wanted to play by uh, Tom Smith. It's called... Let me pull the album out. A Dragon's Lullaby. And this is going to be joining um, Goodnight Demon Slayer by Voltaire as one of the lullabies for Dragon Sun. It's, uh, again, not one of his comedy pieces, but it's an absolutely lovely piece. Dragon's Lullaby. Off of the album. And they say I've got talent. Hush now, my baby, the daylight is done 
Your scales catching moonlight instead of the sun. So lay down your head till the dawn comes anew. For here there be dragons to watch over you. Dream now, my baby, of life in the clouds. Your head held so high and your wings spread so proud. For I know a secret, I promise it's true. Here there be dragons, and one of them's you. Twelve years, I grant, was a long time to wait. But I knew you'd get here, I knew it was fate. But sometimes a dragon takes longer to birth because to create them it takes the whole earth within you the fires of africa glow the east asian winds scandinavian snow the mountains the forests the rivers the skies the whole of creation is there in your eyes. Hush now, my baby, and dream how you will. You have your whole life for your dreams to fulfill. And don't be afraid of the things you dream of. For here there be dragons, below and above. You're a dragon, your life. You're a dragon, your love. That's for you, dragon son. If I'm not still walking this plane when you hear that, always remember how much I love you. And you and your mother are the best thing that ever, ever happened to me. And if I had to go through all the pain that it took to find her and have you, it was worth it. Well, that was definitely some lighter music that I've been playing lately. Uh, been playing a lot of heavy stuff. And, yeah, hey, I'm going to mix it up here. That's I just really like those two tunes. The first one being about lovely flavor of so many of the good, smart people I know. And the second one, yeah, that'll play in my son's nursery when he has his own room. Right now he enjoys the luxury of being close by in our room because he still does sometimes breastfeed maybe once during the night. And he's not quite two yet. I'm certainly not going to make a fuss about that. <laughs> uh, for those of you who are former Christians, remember Isaac breastfed until he was five. Besides the fact that it, while not a perfect solution, is a uh, often effective method of birth control, breastfeeding is. That's what I've learned from my wife, who is definitely going to train to be a midwife. Let's mix it up with something else here. Let's play one more piece of music. We're already almost an hour in. 
I guess I should tease you no longer. I, I mentioned that uh, I was going to play a tricky pixie tune, and I'm going to. It's called Ballad of the Boy Cat. Like I said, haven't heard the whole th one, but this is the, the whole album, but this is one of the first tunes I played, and I was laughing my butt off, and I think the program could use a good bit of lev levity right now because some of uh, my recent episodes have been a little heavy, and uh, there's nothing like Suge to uh, pick up the energy and the smiles in the room. So let's hear Ballad of the Boy Cat, and any of you who are cat owners will probably know just what this song is all about. Our boy kitty Callan is overly male He howls and he struts and he calls Testosterone poisoning has turned off his brain So now he just thinks with his balls I'll screw it, there's just nothing to it If it don't move, it's easier still For Callan's so eager for someone to love That he doesn't care much about gender As long as it's feline, he gives it a try And implores them with words strong and tender Oh, easier still Now Callan's quit eating his mind his own sex He's singing love songs to the sofa Stuffed animals cringe when he enters the room and he calls to them over and over Oh yeah Hey Teddy stay put and I'll jump you Nothing to it if it don't move, it's easier still. Oh, yeah, when a girl comes to visit, he turns on the charm and woos her with bravado and song then his hormones kick in and he jumps on her neck like a caveman he drags her along Well, that's uh, going to come close to wrapping it up for the night. We're uh, 
pushing the hour, even with some rough edits that I know I'm going to have to go through and make. But, uh, what did I want to talk about before the end of the night? I know it was. Oh, yes. My, uh, recent abduction by the Borg that is Facebook. Feel free to come out and friend me if you're a Facebook person. Um, it's Kia Dragon. K-I-A D-R-A-G-O-N Though I do answer to Kaya Dragon. Either one works. I've mentioned it before. I'm not that picky. But uh, I pronounce it Kia Dragon. No, I don't. Kaya Dragon. You see? Even I can't get it right. <laughs> Apostrophe or not. But uh, I'm, I'm having a fun time on uh, Facebook and discovering it. Uh, chatted with a couple of members of the audience. One was a little surprised. Like, how'd you find me? Dude, I'm not stalking you or anything. It's just uh, I let Facebook ruffle through my Gmail and uh, suggested friends based on who I had had email conversations with. So I suddenly popped up with a friend request. Um, yeah, it's not because I'm stalking you. <laughs> it's just because we've talked in the past or uh, possibly we, we have a mutual friend. Um, I will definitely be still be keeping up with Pagan Chaos Magic the dot com that's the main blog of the show mostly it's show notes I do occasionally post interesting videos uh, or other articles uh, I shot a picture of a pretty sad looking sign outside of uh, about a half hour walk from my front door uh, that is uh, up there don't let it depress you too much but it's an important picture for me so I posted it but um, what I am liking about Facebook is, uh, boy, is it easy to keep up with uh, folks who listen to the podcast, and it's really easy to keep up with my favorite artists. Great stuff on this. I can see why it's so highly addictive. And uh, now that i finally surrendered to it, come on over. Uh, one more thing. I don't know if it's going to work out or not, but the forums are working at PaganChaosMagic.com. I uh, got them up in, well, over a month ago. I just keep forgetting to mention it. Um, if you want to click on the forums link at PaganChaosMagic.com, um, it'll take you over to some threads. Um, I've posted a couple of things, uh, some links and stuff I like, podcasts I like. Uh, a little while ago, feel free to post anything you want. Um, love to hear from you. Uh, if not, Facebook me, whatever. Send me an email. I like the emails quite a bit. Really do, folks. You know, I'm, I try to answer them all, and I enjoy the conversations I'm having. Uh, smart people out there. K-I-A-D-R-A-G-O-N. Kaya Dragon. Kia Dragon. Dragon. Crazy Guy in podcast. Probably answered all of them. Um, but I'm going to close it up because it's pushing 7 a.m., folks, for me. So uh, I'm going to finish off with, this is kind of a long track from Incubus Succubus. It's off their, I believe their latest album, Science and Nature. And give it, give it a try. Uh, I really grew to like this song even more the second and third time I heard it. First time I was a little inflexible. Um, This is Sympathy for the Devil, the Stones tune. But I think that Incubus Succubus, they, they put a good spin on it. They take it there and make it their own, but they really stick true to the spirit of the tune. 
and I put it at last because you know it is a long track and some people really hate remakes so if you don't like it you can skip past it so I'm going to end with Incubus Succubus off Science and Nature and I hope you're going to hang out and download the next podcast and maybe if I'm really lucky you send me an email and tell me something interesting or tell me I'm a nut that one's fun too I haven't caught one of those yet and I'm really kind of surprised I haven't you guys have all been extremely positive so my cat is crawling out from behind my monitor if you can hear that click click and I'm going to call it a night here's Incubus Succubus see you next time
forget my name But what's puzzling you is the nature of my game Just as every cop is a criminal And all the sinner saints Sure as his his tail's just coming Higher, so higher, higher. 
Show me now, show me now, show me now, take you high.